98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The top stories. Hong Kong has warned it faces a fifth wave of COVID-19 unless people act fast to stop a growing cluster. Officials step up the defence of Beijing's electoral reforms with the promise that they can lead to quality democracy and a district councillor is released on bail as hearings continue in a major national security case. The head of the University of Hong Kong's medical school says this weekend is crucial to containing a fast-growing COVID-19 cluster linked to a gym in Saiyang Pun. Staff at all the SAR's gyms must take a test by tomorrow, and Gabriel Leung says people who've been in affected fitness centres, offices or residential buildings should also get tested urgently. He says sewage samples in central and western district show that there are cases that have not yet been identified and action is needed to stop a fifth wave. I think we're at an extremely critical stage where we may be at an inflection point between the nadir that we have seemed to have finally achieved to bring the fourth wave under control with about a week's worth of single-digit new cases. And I think it all rather depends on the extent and the intensity of our mitigation effort to detect, monitor, and pick out all of the potentially infected cases arising from this super-spreading gym cluster. Two top officials have talked up the benefits of Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong as international criticism of the move grows. Violet Wong has more. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Eric Zhang, says there was no way Hong Kong could achieve what he described as quality democracy if the electoral system wasn't improved. He made the remarks on an RTHK programme after the National People's Congress endorsed reforms that it says will ensure that patriots govern Hong Kong with a committee set up to fetch candidates for office. He said the basic law stipulated that elections should be run according to the actual situation in the SAR and urged people not to overemphasize its promise of gradual and orderly progress towards democracy. Meanwhile, the Justice Secretary Theresa Chang said the MPC's decision increases the opportunities for people to take part in politics as more seats will be made available in Lechko and on the committee that picks the chief executive. Overnight, the group of seven powers issued a statement condemning Beijing's reforms. The High Court has allowed the release on bail of Tat Chang, one of 47 pan-democrats charged under the national security law. Madam Justice Esther Toh set aside a challenge by prosecutors to a lower court's decision to grant bail to the district councillor, who was involved in the primary elections last year that are the focus of the subversion case. He'll have to give up his travel documents and not make any remarks that could be reasonably deemed as endangering national security. The court is also reviewing challenges to bail today for former lawmakers Jeremy Tam and Kwok Kaki, as well as district councillors Michael Pang and Ricky Orr. The leaders of Australia, India, Japan and the United States have held the first ever summit of the group known as the Quad. The group of four democracies is widely seen as a strategic counterweight to China. Afterwards, India's top diplomat, Harshvardhan Shringla, said the four leaders, whose meeting was virtual, had agreed to pool resources to make and distribute up to one billion COVID vaccines for the Indo-Pacific region. He also echoed President Biden's opening remarks about the Quad's commitment to working for stability. At the meeting, the four emphasized their commitment to the principles that unite us and underpin all our national experiences, our shared belief in democracy, 
pluralism and market-based uh, economic uh, principles. We are all committed to a free and open, inclusive and uh, rules-based, secure and prosperous Indo-Pacific uh, region. The city of Minneapolis says it will pay 27 million US dollars to settle a wrongful death lawsuit with the family of George Floyd, a black man who died last year. It's one of the biggest civil rights settlements in US history. Video footage of a white police officer, Derek Chauvin, kneeling on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes sparked global protests. Announcing the settlement in Minneapolis, a lawyer for the Floyd family, Ben Crump, said it was significant. The settlement is not just historic because of the $27 million paid out, but for the impact on social justice, policy reforms, and police reforms. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has become the most senior member of the US Democratic Party to call on New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign over accusations of sexual misconduct. He says he's done nothing wrong. Here's the BBC's David Willis. Andrew Cuomo is facing allegations ranging from unwelcome flirting to sexual assault, many of them from former aides. Now a seventh woman, a reporter for New York Magazine, has come forward to claim he subjected her to inappropriate touching. Among the growing chorus of calls for Mr Cuomo to step down is the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He and the New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand issued a joint statement saying the governor had lost the confidence of both his colleagues and his constituents. A remembrance service has taken place in New Zealand to mark the second anniversary of the deadly attacks on mosques in the city of Christchurch. The service included a minute's silence for the 51 people who were killed by an Australian white supremacist. Addressing the audience, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, said the attacks should tighten the nation's resolve for a united, multi-faith nation. There will be an unquestionable legacy from March 15. Much of it will be heartbreaking. But it is never too early or too late for the legacy to be a more inclusive nation, one that stands proud of our diversity, embraces it, and if called to, defends it staunchly. The daughter of one of Mexico's biggest drug lords has pleaded guilty in the United States to conducting transactions with Mexican companies that provided financial support to his cartel. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Jessica Joana Seguera Gonzalez, who has dual nationality, was arrested in the U.S. a year ago. She has been accused of laundering money for the Jalisco New Generation cartel, led by her father Nemesio Seguera, known as El Mencho. The U.S. State Department said it has evidence that she owned at least two of the six companies that helped finance the cartel's operations. The gang exports huge amounts of cocaine, cannabis and synthetic drugs from Mexico to the United States and Canada. It's known for its brutality and it has been described by the Mexican authorities as the most dangerous criminal organization in the country. Scientists say they've used computer modeling to reconstruct an ancient Greek astronomical calculator that's baffled researchers since being discovered in a shipwreck more than a century ago. The 2,000-year-old Antikythera mechanism is often called the world's first analog computer. It was a hand-powered mechanical instrument for predicting the movement of the Sun, Moon and the then five known planets.
Adam Wojcik is a scientist involved in the project. What we've effectively done is recreated it using the evidence that we have. So the recreation is digital. It's a recreation that has a long heritage insofar as there have been other academics and scholars that have recreated versions of it. But we believe we're the first to use all the evidence, if you like, to end up with a definitive version. Sport and in football, the Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder has left his role after almost five years in charge. In that time, he took them from the third tier to the Premier League. They finished ninth last season in their first year back in the top flight, but this season has been a real struggle and they've endured the worst start to a season in Premier League history. West Bromwich Albion are just one place above them and their manager, Sam Allardyce, has called Wilder's exit a great shame. You're talking about uh, this guy has uh, one bad season in something like 19, 18, 19 years. And it's a great shame for, for him and Sheffield United and the fans. Obviously, there are some internal troubles that, uh, that it appears that this decision has been made, rather than, for me, giving him the opportunity, as many other managers, to bring them back into the Premier League. I'm sure he will uh, he'll come bouncing back somewhere very shortly after he's had a break. The weekend's Premier League action got underway overnight with struggling Newcastle rescuing a point against Aston Villa thanks to a dramatic last gasp equaliser from captain Jamal Lascelles. He levelled after an own goal by Kieran Clark four minutes from time, looked to have given Villa three points. Leeds has Chelsea in the night's early game. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong has warned it faces the fifth wave of COVID-19 unless people act fast. Officials step up the defence of Beijing's electoral reforms with a promise of quality democracy and a district councillor is released on bail as hearings continue in a national security case. The news from RTHK. And this one's for Gma. I found an alternate version one of your favorites. Here's Chris Isaac live. MTV Unplugged. Wicked game.
You. 